This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <whistles> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Knockout takes. Almunia saves. Knockout follows in. Almunia saves again. And now Wobbler on the counter-attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk. Dini. I do not believe what I've just seen. Troy scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Um, right, let's get Taylor on. Taylor, are you there, sir? Uh, hello? He's there. We've got him. Hello. Hello. How are you, mate? How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. I think today was a little bit frustrating, wasn't it, really? I think we'd done quite well. I thought we was playing the ball really well. I thought we dominated the last 20-odd minutes of the game. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, again, we showed what we missed that final product, that that sort of kill, kill the last bit of attack and get that goal. And we just can't find to seem to find a, an out-and-out goal scorer and someone to put the ball in the back of the net, unfortunately. Uh, and, yeah, it is a frustration. What do you think about the point earlier on? And I, I can't remember. Who, who, who was it said about maybe start Dennis off, go 2-0 up, which is obviously a nice thing to do anyway, and then try to, rather, rather than go, we tend to go the other way this year. We tend to concede an early goal and then barnstorm at the end to try to get back in. But we, now that we saw... A bit more of a fit, Dennis, I would suggest. Would you start him in the next game? And where would you play him? Would you play him down the middle or down the wide? I think he's definitely to start over Bayo and over Rayovic. I think we need two up top. We need, I think Bayo gives you so much great. He gives you so much. He bombards them defenders. He gets himself, ruffles himself up, gets himself involved. But unfortunately, I think he, he can't hit the back of the net. And I think he needs a bit of help up front. And I think if Bayo can get on the end of a end of a long ball and knock it down to Dennis, I think with the pace and flair of Dennis, he can definitely get in behind and score some goals for us. And we saw it in the Premier League that he's definitely a goal scorer. It's just he's playing him in the right positions. I think out wide, he's too far out wide from that central area to get himself involved and have a chance. I saw him in late on in the second half. He'd come in and he'd done two players and got into a good position and unfortunately shanked it wide. But if he's in if he's if that chance falls to him around the penalty area, does he put that in the back of the net? And I think he probably does. Very good. Very good. The question I've been asking everybody Tuesday, 
play the youth team because we might, as we just heard from uh, from Charlie there, talking about obviously yeah. the finances and everything. That, and we know that the longer we're out of the Premier League, the less good the finances are going to look anyway. Yeah. We, would, would you play the youth because we need to start thinking about about bringing them through in the old style on Tuesday, like we did against Reading, because that seemed to work quite well? Or would you try and try to get to a tie at, at Anfield? I think that if we go to Anfield, we're going to get blown away. Even when we was a Premier League side, I, I watched us up there and we got beat 5-1. And <laughs> we, the, the, unfortunately, the, they are a good side, Liverpool. But I think definitely a couple of youth players on there and I maybe would give the likes of Dennis and other players that we've brought in to maybe get involved in this team and start working as a team and get gelled in a bit more. I think we've only, he's only like, like you say, with all these new little loanies and these players, like you look at Dennis, he's just come in and maybe he needs to gel in a bit more and find his feet and find a position he wants to play in or, or where Val's looking at where he wants him to play. I think definitely I'd throw the youth players out there and see what we've got behind because I think I, I listened to you guys the other day and I heard that we've only got 22 squad players. I think mm-hmm. we need to look deep into this youth side and see what sort of talent we've got lurking in the academy and in, in the under-23s and stuff like that because I think realistically we, we're a club that is known for bringing players up, known for bringing players like Ashley Young through and quality through in the past which I think we should start looking at now because, as you say, the situation with the Pozos and the Spanish debt and all these other stuff that's tied in the background, are we going to have the money to spend? And I, I don't think we are. So I think we're going to have to look at what we're creating in the background and what can push Watford forward from behind the scenes. Lovely stuff, lovely stuff. I was chatting to somebody the other day and I don't think I'm betraying a confidence when I say that the comment was that obviously about two or three years ago now, Richard Johnson and then he was was became head of a Academy. Jimmy Gilligan is head of coaching. And the uh, the remarks were the job that those guys are doing in terms of turning around not only the kind of the, the, the way people are playing, but also in terms of the attitudes and bringing through the right values is apparently re- really marked. So so it might not be yet because, of course, bringing youth team players through through a whole kind of conveyor belt of stuff, it's a long it's a long term view. But but fingers crossed we get there. Taylor, great call, sir. Thank you very much indeed. Do call in again let's get across to mr guy wellborn and then we will go to then we will go to rob to get him on as well but let's get to guy and then we'll get to rob and then what we'll do is do the the five words etc because i appreciate it's one of those it's saturday night it's we may be like mr wfc2 earlier on we may have very good things to go out and and get on with such as having a few drinks guys sir if you hit your mic button down the bottom bottom left there you go guy how you doing yeah, not too bad, thank you. How are you? Good, good. Yeah, yeah, all right. We're picking the bones out of this, but obviously a lot of uh, a lot of disappointment in terms of the overall performance. The the a twenty five minute. I thought it was a fairly barnstorming last twenty five minutes to try to go at it, but frustrating that it didn't. What do you, how did you pick things out today? I think it was just like watching paint dry for the um, first half. It was just so frustrating to basically the team was just showing a lack of ambition. They were just too safe, too slow too lethargic in all sort of aspects of play. Cardiff didn't really do anything either apart from really good finish, but they were there for the, they were very much there for the taking. Made the changes at half time. I was hoping that they would come out after perhaps it seemed in fact they seemed to be worse um, for the first fifteen minutes or so. Yeah. And then it was a question of being too intricate, being too slow, getting in each other's way, I think, in, in the box. There just didn't seem to be any sort of space at all. 
all just very frustrating, really. And that sort of follows on from the disappointments in the transfer window. I wasn't really hugely expecting many signings to come in Mm -hmm. that we could all see, I think, ourselves glaring holes in the squad. Maybe we did try try for some players and couldn't get the ones that wanted. That's fair. It just seems to me, I think I'm just um, disappointed really with the whole kind of recruitment and the behind the scenes backroom staff really in terms of there doesn't seem to be any sort of long-term plan at all there doesn't seem to be any sort of cuteness in the market in terms of and we certainly don't seem to have any I suppose interest in the UK market personally I, I would like to see a UK technical director like we've had in the past because I just don't think we're getting enough out of our current recruitment we just seem to be getting things from Bayat's buckets of shite and we didn't even get anything and we didn't even get anything from that. The I think the signing of Dennis was I think good, but yeah, that's I think he will improve things. And I think with Jack Vatadze, was there sort of bias influence in that? When did he get something out of that? I'm a bit cynical from that point of view. And was it just done on transfer day, just so that those the, the Watford faithful who don't really look into these things too much? Well, oh, we brought a player in, but he was already in our. He was basically already in the squad, so he wasn't exactly anybody new. It was just a confirmation of a signing on transfer day, just for the say, just so, so that the Watford, the social media, could have something there to hang their hat on to what was, for me, a very disappointing and depressing transfer day and pit in the club. It, it is all a bit of a worry. We are doing better this season than I, than I thought, but I basically want to go to games and be entertained. And today. I, can't, I just came out of the game feeling that there was no sense of enjoyment at all. Maybe just with a, a late flourish, but the first hour was just dire. It was turgid. Really, but that's my It was turgid. Yeah. Guy, you cut out yeah, on a, you, you cut out on a couple of things there, but overall, Sorry. Th- no. Overall, a round of applause there. We could have had a few earlier on, but I didn't have the button ready. But guy, most certainly, no. It was no. You're right. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. I'll tell everybody else where I kind of had my. My, my hissy fit on Thursday about the transfer window was I mentioned earlier on, and as you said, we signed Shaq for Tadze, which would have freed up two loan positions. Well, we already had one free. If you're signing the player that you don't need to sign until the end of the season, you're doing it now. And I, I get the, the thing that, because Ron was talking about it earlier, I get the thing that the Val was saying about, oh, well, it's stability and he knows what's happening. And yeah, I get that, fine. You, you might do that, but you don't announce that when you can do it at any point. At three a at three p.m. on transfer deadline day, it just seems an odd no. time to do it. Other than exactly what you said, it's like oh, there's something to, to have have a look at this. But the thing that really gripped me was we've been talking on here, and I appreciate we talk a load of old rubbish on here. But hey, you know, if, if we can't, who's going to talk all the rubbish? But we were talking about the lad Etienne Kamara, who who Udinese signed for about two hundred thousand from Huddersfield last last season or at the end of last season. He has played one game. For Udinese all season, he plays as a central defensive midfield player slash he can also play in front. So exactly the area that we needed to bring somebody in to have some additional legs, just some additional options, maybe from the bench, for example. And in the end, who did he move to? He moved to Uden, uh, from Udinese to Charleroi. Charleroi, who are, of yeah. course, and the managing director is a Mr. Medi Bayat, brother of Mr. Moji Bayat. It did feel yeah. like, like the priorities and the order of things 
slipped away. And that was disappointing because there's a player who's not on a huge wage. He's already in the network. Can't we bring him in just to give us just to give us something additional and to give the and to give the young lad some playing time? Because I tell you what, yeah. we would use some of these signings because 22 senior players that ain't a lot to get through a pretty busy championship season. Oh, guy, excellent stuff, sir. Love that entirely. Please do call in again as always. It's always nice to see your name popping up on the socials as well. So that was lo- lovely stuff. Lovely stuff, guy. Uh, and uh, and make sure you have a uh, a really safe journey back there because I, I think we all uh, suspect that uh, the guy was travelling there. Let's get to uh, let's get to Robert Hewitt now. Robert, we don't know we don't know Robert. Robert, you're. Yeah, I think you've done it there, Robert, sir. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Just listening in from Warwick, where I'm living at the moment. I used to go a lot to Watt, but I don't get a lot of games these days. But I am going to Leicester next week, which is something I wish I probably wasn't going <laughs> Yes, the phrase poisoned and chalice flies to mind there, doesn't it? No, no. So for, for, first of all, before we get to there, then, so so what, what are you doing up in Warwick? Is that kind of just relocating your work or is that uni or something? Yeah, I work as a teacher in, in Banbury, Oxfordshire. I live out here. I was previously living in Manchester. I've been around the country a bit. So my days of what don't get anywhere near as much as I used to do. My, in my younger days, I used to go to every game, but these days, probably three or four season now. Okay. That's um, well, but pe- people yeah. follow from all over the country and all over the world, sir. So you're most welcome here. Lovely, lovely to hear from you. How Looking on remotely, how have you thought about the season and everything either today or this week and up until now? The season, it's good to see players that want to play for us again. It's a bit like the seasons we used to have before pot size, really. We used to just finish mid-table and the season used to be over by February, March, and that was it, really. But <laughs> Pretty much. Going back to my, my, my youth, really. What I was going to say was, what I don't really understand is a few things that I've been hearing tonight is people trying to compare our situation now with Lawrence Bassini, which I think is just completely ridiculous. Bassini was, I watch what I say on here, but he's, he was a bit of a dodgy individual and it's a bit of a joke, really, what he did with our club. So I think it's a bit hard to compare Pozzo with him, to be honest, at this point. And the other thing, really, is why surely there's people at the club that have seen Dennis in our last time and he was clearly a striker that played through the middle and was our top scorer that season so why are we playing wide? Well he, he, he did used to play off the left because we'd, we'd try and use Josh King and it, it took us a little while to work out that basically the difference between Josh King and a cheesecake was roughly the biscuit base that was about the only difference and so he, yeah he did have some times where he would either drift in off the left or he would indeed play through the middle he, has, he did an awful lot of playing through the middle when he was at Bruges in his really, you know, really successful golden spell when he, and every everybody saw him because he scored two goals in the burnabout against Real and all that. He can certainly play it. And a lot of people today have been saying, well, look, you can see where it's not, where it's breaking down, where it's not working and where we haven't got something. And I think if you got to see today, I think it, out of his three kind of performances, which have been obviously two short cameos, but I thought we saw a lot more lively, a lot more pace, something not quite, the, the Dennis that we've had before, but something starting to approach it in that half an hour where he was a little live wire and things went through him. So, no, I think I agree. I think uh, we should consider him as an option in the middle, definitely. Yeah, because I saw, I saw the five minutes against Sheffield Wednesday, but that was a game was so... Yeah, we kind yeah. of lost on a bit there. But um, I just think, I don't know where we're going, really. I think it's just we're waiting for a new owner, aren't we, to be honest. And I, I just it's a strange thing for us because... 
we, this is probably the first season in about, I don't know, 15 where we've had no ambition, no real, like, there's no ambition. You know what I mean? There's no expectation to what I'm looking for. Yeah. And I think that's the question because you always try and sit there and think of pithy lines to come out when you're sitting there. But the question for me was, did the players no show out, not, not show any ambition? Because on Thursday, we didn't show any ambition. But then we've got this whole kind of juggling the finances versus what's there. We want, do they realistically think we would, we would be able to get up? Did the club really? think that what they gave Val that he would be in this position I'm not honestly sure I think people at the club thought and I, I go back to the the Palacci Gino the kind of meeting with with Gino and not Gino's comment but Scott Duxbury's right at the end and one of the things that he said which you look back on these things you don't realize that they might be there may be actually some gravitas in what he was saying he turned around and said we are a championship club and we we're a good championship club and we should be proud of that and you look at, and and you then look back on it and go right well we didn't do much in the transfer window there and we bought Bill stuff. Was there, is there an acknowledgement under the radar, shall we say, that this is a, we, we all know this is a transitional year. But of course, as we said earlier on, the club aren't going to come out and go, no, we're not making the effort. And we're going to save the pennies to make sure that everything's there this year because otherwise nobody's going to be buying the tickets. Nobody's going to be coming through uh, with a level of enthusiasm. I think the club could quite frankly come out and say, listen, this is, finances are, are difficult. Finances are tight. We know this because we take a look at the not only the Watford one but also the Udinese one they've not got a huge amount of cash but a significant amount of debt as well so this is what we're going to do we're going to go back to we're back to that kind of Bassini time and I think the reason why he said we were better off under Bassini was because the debt levels were significantly lower and we were in and around the mid-table of the championship which is probably why that was there but but there we go anyway so you're coming down next week do try and get yes, down. Um, yeah. yeah do try and get down to the bunker yeah. before and then we can we can have a beer and have a chat as as yeah, lovely stuff and that invitation obviously goes out to everybody cheers Rob lovely to lovely to hear from you they're just breaking up a little bit and lovely to hear from everybody everybody coming down the bunker before the game it's really nice it would be great to be able to get even more people down there even more of a communal element to it because we've said it here all the time the club is not who financially owns the club the club is the emotional stakeholders and that is the fans and it's only the fans because I've been writing a thing about we talked to, to the guy Ben at Cardiff who was a lovely bloke on uh, for the opposition view great fun and of course they had an owner called uh, Vincent Tan still got him and he looks more like a Bond villain than any other football owner at all and he even wears the kind of like the black kind of leather gloves like Dr. No it's amazing he changed their colours he changed their badge he, they moved ground they moved uh, it was like you have to sit and work out and think why is it we support who we support and I think it's probably different for everybody individually because you might not live locally to Watford it might be your local team and that's why you support it it might be any number of reasons but at the end of the day what's really the club is its support it's everybody in coming together and this is just an online manifestation of that I think Justin I use the word manifestation I, I think I may implode right let's get to these five words guys thank you so much for all the calls today yes it was a 1-0 defeat yes it was it was disappointing yes Cardiff weren't impressive but fair play Bowler hit an absolute world into the top hand corner so if we don't do it and they do they pick up the points them's the breaks hi I'm Jamie Carragher and you are listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast Ready to pop the question? 
The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. (laughs) At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Right, what's your five-word match review for Watford versus Cardiff? Badly drawn Watford just said knackered, which was very good. Bucks Hornets, WFC, said don't worry, Leicester home next. Mm. Brian Edwards, too little, too late again. That's exactly what I said at the final score. Uh, Brian Edwards also said you don't get tired at this club. Ah, good point. Alan Lathwell, couldn't make it. Lucky me. Yeah, there was a certain element of that today. I'm a Hornet says, oh, there was a game today. Was out doing something else less boring instead. Carl Campion says, clean sheet run, now ended. We only managed the one. John Parslow says, bollocks. I think he means that with a B and not a P. Never mind. Carl Campion mentions Cesspit FC. Says, uh, Cesspit FC need Morris today. Dave Lavender, we would still be playing now, whatever time it is, and we wouldn't have been able to score. How many balls went across the face of the goal for simple taps-ins today? Players need to gamble when the ball is in the box. I think mugged is the word of the day today. I thought in that last 25 minutes when we shifted to three behind Ryovic as he was there, I thought we were getting more bodies in the box. But then when does bodies become, as we said heard earlier on, kind of congestion? Who knows, who knows, who knows? Uh, Alan WFC, Harold Allen Alex says, uh, concede FA Cup game, please. Michael Bickerton says we need a goal scorer. Uncle Ron, skeleton squad from Wretched Pozzo. Yes, he's just proving a point from Thursday because, yes, I, I think that's where we are arriving at. Pete Fincham says, how bad was Edwards coaching? Question mark. For context, Gino Sack, the guy who now manages a tiny team in the Premier who have scored eight goals in two games because he didn't like what he saw on the training field. Ben Pegram, otherwise known as Yao Pegram, says, shit, shit and shit. Very good, fine, five words. Well done. Harry Clark says, the keeper, still their time wasting. Yes, he was rather, wasn't he? Malk says, low tempo start equals defeat. The tempo of the uh, absolutely every fucking time, he says, with a very angry emoji face. Watford FC Sweden says, slow, predictable, wasteful mid-table. Ed Hater says, why? Ben Bank says, at least Hodgson's getting sacked. Is he? Is he? I saw Brighton spanked Palace, which is a reaction to them getting spanked by that lot up the road. But hey, if all of that just leads to Hodgson vacating, I personally won't be won't be sad. He's had a fantastic career and fair play to him. But surely now's the time to go and take Mrs. Hodgson to the garden centre. Brian Edwards, and that's not a euphemism, by the way. Brian Edwards says, I just don't really care. Louis Tashira says, Aspria, much better second half. I thought he was good. I really liked having somebody either in the hole or versatile enough to go out wide and create overloads. And I thought, when we did that, we seemed to at least be pushing towards the goal more, getting more stuff in. Were we ever going to score? Christ knows. Shoot, fucking shoot. Just shoot, says Brian Edwards. Gary, delusional if you think we'll make the playoffs. Mark Noley says, Semmer and Dennis must start. Paul Fianna Turner says, last vestiges of hope dis- <laughs> extinguished. Or, di- yeah, dis- distinguished. Is that actually a word? I'm not sure. It should be. Mikey Abraham says, shit first half, shit second. Hornet haikus. Okay, a moment. Here we go. Hornet haikus. Bio. Ryovic, which striker should we go with? My grandma instead. Brilliant. 
Absolutely brilliant. The, we're the only people bringing you both both haikus and very possibly limericks. I don't know. We'll see how we go. Paul Holly, friend of the podcast, says too depressed to join spaces. Can't blame you. This, let's face it, we're never going to improve anybody's mood. Andy D eighty eight says club currently shit. Pod so out. Gareth Kingswood Hornet says sorry. Simply can't be asked. I'm showing the same effort those wankers did today. Well, well said. Well said, Gareth. Brian Edwards back again saying, imagine if we had a striker. Pete Ryan back to life. Back to. Jazzy B's son, Marlon Romeo, came on as a sub. We got no more creative. That's very good. Peter Ryan making a play for last year's repeat of his his king, obviously he was king, of, of the five-word reviews. Dave Lavender, don't worry, only less than next week. Alan Ray, simply not good enough throughout. A Watford, AWFC says, Gino's given up right off the season. Did the combination of the, the transfer window and then today's is is a difficult one. Obviously, nicely bookended at the other end by the by the Sheffield Wednesday game. Brian Edwards again, we're going to finish 10th. He's been saying that all season. The house, the Pozzo built, says Hampshire Hornet. Rick Borner, probably not going down. Gary Selwood, focusing on the cup, obviously. Dr. Dickie Sutton. Hello, Dr. Dickie Sutton. Still playing, still haven't scored. It, the game could be going on, seriously. Tom Hagen says, these male refs, fucking rubbish. Well said. Well said, Tom. Well said, Tom. Where are we? Where are we? Let's give Tom one of those. Yes, yes. Very good. I like that. Ryan Cripps, I blame the old man. He never wears his yellow on match day as anyone. And we've got a picture of the Cripses, of Cripps Senior and Crip Junior. And, and Ryan, you're looking particularly smug because you've remembered to wear a shirt, whereas Dad? Yeah, not so much. Gary Selwood, here comes mid-table obscurity. Silgerman, Dennis, best 10 minutes this season. A Willie Eckers like ship is poor. Ken, superb five words. Well done. Very proud. Peter Thorpe says, Pollock is League One standard. Dan Cohen, has Ishmael been sacked yet? No, I don't think we want that. Please don't put ideas in his head. Peter Lee, when is Kiem made you back? Well, the day after the transfer window shut, obviously, Andrew got the Andrew French got the interview with with, with Ishmael, and also there was a story that both KMB and Ngakia would be back soon. So how soon is soon? Who knows? How soon is now? I said that just for Ron. There we go. Derek Armson, uh, I come from I came from Darlington for that shit. Seven words, but I don't care. <laughs> Uh, WFC chef says uh, still happy with the squad question mark who was happy with the squad I don't know not me uh, time wasting pros beat lackluster lethargy yeah now my my theory on this and we we may run this up uh, up uh, up some kind of poll see if you think it's seems, think it's worthwhile M- my thought would be for referees when when there's a substitution being made your stopwatch goes off and if it takes them a minute to go off you add on twice the amount of time added on. That would surely mean that at the end of the game, if somebody makes a substitution, they're going to sprint off because they don't want time being added on at that particular point when they're looking to waste time. Do that so it's naturally penalised and they naturally know what it is. That that would be my take. Or just do what said earlier on, actually add on the time because then we get eight and nine minutes and what have you. Slatan VKG says our squad is getting weaker. Going to come to you, Sean, before we do the long forms. Uh, Rick Rodriguez says, uh, could you do with some sleep? Uh, could do with some sleep. Slatan also says, I just don't like Val Ishmael. Shrewhorn, a massive drubbing next week. Sean Pugh says, hot dog, jumping frog. We're not scoring. That's another curse of one of your chants, Justin. I blame you for that. Well done, Sean. Well done for pointing out another cursed chant. Simon Watford FC says players looked absolutely knackered. Dylan Thompson bowled over by Bowler Blinder. Nice bit of iteration in there. Now, Neil Dean has two comments. He says, please ignore my last comment, which probably means I'm reading these in the wrong order. 
TDB is not even worth a pony. And he said, better when subs came on, but still a load of shite. So there we go. We'll see if we can find another one from Neil Dean. There we go. Two two for the price of one. Hornet 49, don't make only one change. Stuart Cashmore, end of playoff nonsense. Softail, bored of this crap now. Yes, we've had reviews very similar to that. Chris Talfer said, uh, well, that was fucking frustrating. Gary Shaw, transfer window opens in July. Oh, God. Kyle also says, don't take our chances. Dunny, stay quiet, Gino. It suits. Mark Calder, give Dennis one more week. On tour in Sussex says, what a load of crap. Chilean Javi says, give Pozzo the death penalty. That seems harsh, I have to say. Even for a, a Chilean star of uh, football, that does seem harsh. Andy Clark says, complete and utter dog shit, which I think probably puts him in the death penalty category. Turgid, boring shite, mid-table beckons, says Greg. Time-wasting sheep shaggers win, says Brian. And finally, we finish with Neil Dean's original tweet, TDB, what a fucking pony, he says. There you go. There you go. Right, let's hear what Sean thinks. We like talking to Sean. Sean's good. And then we will get into the long forms and find out what everyone, because it's been a difficult old day. It's been a difficult old game to to watch and frustrating, etc. even if it's been won by a worldie. Sean, sir, how you doing? Hello, mate. How you doing? Yeah, not, not bad. Not bad. I, I just heard a lot of people talking about the striker situation, and I, I had some observations from today across the leagues, and I just wanted to throw a few out there just to make you feel even more pants. Fire away, because sometimes I just don't feel enough pants. That sounds wrong. Well, carry on. <laughs> Well, first of all, someone just said Dennis had a good 10 minutes. He possibly did, but he was on the pitch for 30. Right, okay. Other people have also said, but don't worry, he's not up to speed yet. He's only costing us 21000 a week. I just want to point out that so far he's cost us 63000 No, he's only on 67 grand a week, not per game. Yeah, what? How long has he been here? Yeah, fair enough. It was all I had, had Sean. Leave, leave me with some vestige of dignity. Carry on. He's cost... He's, he's cost us 63 grand so far, boys. But don't worry, because we've got an extra game at Southampton out of him. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> good stuff. Um, listen, we all know when we see Pedro scoring goals and we're all a bit gutted. You know, we've got some good money for him and he's, dare I say, he's done the right thing. And that when you see Welbeck still sticking him away, that one kind of hurts a little bit, I think, because how many players are going to come to us where we think, fuck, now they're done? But when you're bringing somebody off the bench for 10 minutes who, who's still got it, it's that one great. And, of course, Rob up the road with, with them idiots scoring goals for fun at the moment is, is equally hard to take. We've lost the butterflies and uh, apparently all of the books and the notes and the, were left on the desk for us to use. Yes, it was roughly all the books and the, I think it was one A4 sheet of paper with simply a well, butterfly drawn on it. That would have been that, what I'd have if, done. If, if that one A4 sheet of paper... And had one, it had probably had two names on it. One of them is Dennis, and sadly, and the other one was Kiefer Moore, I would assume. And as he was such a big fan, and I don't know if you saw that Moore came on at half time for Ipswich and scored two in the second half. Yes, indeed. Yeah, we mentioned it earlier on. Along, I you, sorry, absolutely. I, I think someone also missed that. Uh, I've also missed that Sheffield Wednesday got beat four 0 Yes, who did they get beaten yeah, by, by, by? By Huddersfield, uh, a couple of assists for. Mr. Hogg. Oh, bl- really? Blimey. What was he doing over the halfway line? Honestly, what can oh, you do? Oh, no, mate. It gets, it gets better for you. It gets better for you. Hull City won 1-0. They played a 4-2-3-1. And guess who their lone striker was? Oh, God. Tell me. Yeah. Tell me. Two fans. 
Tufan was playing as a lone striker. Lone, played as a lone striker. Is that just because nobody the, wanted to stand near him? I, that was the only reason. I thought it was. A, I thought it was just one of those Sky Telly. Someone's just put the names down and guessed at a formation. But so I had to go on a couple of their forums and. Yeah, he played as a lone striker. They won one 0 He didn't score. Well, but... we know the guys at Hull and Back. They're lovely. They're lovely fellas, and <laughs> and they too. They say no. He does blow hot and cold, but he can be really something too, fan. But then they did see him come back this year off of off of uh, <laughs> off of close season and went. Yeah, he does. He does like a kebab though, doesn't he? <laughs> he does like a kebab. Yeah, mind you, they've got half the Turkish international team they there at the have. moment, haven't they? They have the uh, Turkish equivalent of Simon Cowell, which I presume means that he's got has Turkey got talent and trousers that go far too high up. But but other than that, he seems to be a nice bloke, and he's even even given away three five star Turkish holidays to Hull supporters, which I think yeah, is a nice thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. If you're one of the five hundred, brilliant. Well, yeah, but it's a nice thing for the clubs. I think that's all very good. I'm just wondering whether more might have been one of that lo- one of those loans that we've competed for and just couldn't. So we're just not dare I say it. We're just not as attractive as Ipswich are at the moment. No, and he used to be at Ipswich. Yeah, and, he, and also probably commanding a lot more money than we would be willing to share. Yeah, no, we know that last season that that Giretta was trying to push it, or shall we say, he was telling us he was trying to he was trying to get that done. He really liked him, and he was encouraging for him. And of course, what happened was shared that information. It was it was rich, and Greg spoke to him, shared what we'd all been told. And of course, when it didn't happen, people came out and went, "Oh, there you go." It was like, "Hold on, we can only tell you what we've been told." So yeah, they were looking at him, but there's a difference between what we want and presumably what we were what we could afford. And indeed, if he wanted to come and, to Watford, who knows? And you know what, Peter, I shall. Leave you now, sir, because you've been on for ages, and I, I will reju- I will rejoin you at eighty-four thousand pounds when we're still saying he just needs a little bit of time. Excellent. There we go. In a week's time, Sean will be joining us £21,000 deeper into, into Emmanuel Dennis's time. However, I will point out the fact that obviously by that time, he could have earned what? Forded to £280,000. So obviously that's that's a saving and a half, isn't it? That can't be bad. Excellent. Yeah. Sean, Sean, sir, thank you ever so much. Right, let's just finish off and then let you let you guys get on with your Saturday evening, whatever fun that may entail. Dr. Dickie Sutton is with us. He says... I'm staggered that anyone is saying the club was in a better state during the Bassini era. Short memories. And I, as I said earlier on, when we were, <coughs> excuse me, when I was chatting to Rob, I think that's going to be if you look at the amount of debt that we had versus where we were in the league. And I think that's a fairly a fairly one or two dimensional way of, uh, of looking at it, because obviously the club has progressed off the field, the all, all various things. The question is, of course, a lot of debt is held against those items as well. But I can understand why. But this is why we say, come on and say what you want. If somebody disagrees with it, please feel free to say it. It's, it's OK that there are differences of opinion. It's all very good. In fact, uh, Brian Edwards says uh, Tuesday is a match nobody wants to win. Saints flying at the moment and surely all the focus on the league. Why do, do, did we play Sheffield Wednesday midweek? Seems very strange when we have now played an extra game than others in the league. Simon Parkins joins us. He said uh, they could publish the accounts now. Oh, right. So this is talking about when the when the accounts uh, come out. He said they had to be finalised and sent to the EFL by the 31st of December 23. Many clubs already gone public. 
but we'll delay it till the last possible day, I'm sure. Yeah, you're brilliant stuff. Thank you, Simon. So we, they could release it early, but if we go on the last two to three years, they've always come out literally on the last knockings of, of March. Gary Vinyl Music says, don't want Hodgson in, in his local garden centre. I might have to be nice to the old tosser. Sorry, I forgot. Gary lives in, in close proximity to, to garden centres of Roy Hodgson and indeed Mrs. Hodgson. Dennis is a Bayat player. I am led to believe, says Brian Edwards. Yes, I believe so. Brian Edwards also says, go two up top. Who thought we don't have one decent striker? Gary says, no need for a two-hour space. This photo of Justin sums up everything about today's game. And there's a photograph of Justin looking, well, looking as happy as Justin normally looks when we're talking to each other on the podcast via Zoom kind of things. Under-21s playing at Hitch in Town on Tuesday, I believe, Melanie WFC says. So, wow. Wow, we're not even going to have that. Dr. Dickie Sutton, in a desperate game, Dennis looked lively when he came on. I agree. Not, you know, when fit, he'll be a huge asset if played down the middle. Keep the faith. Good stuff. Paul Fiander Turner, can't play two up top if both aren't up to it. He says, I reckon that we would see more, even more from Bayer. And I think we get, I do think we get a lot from Bayer. We don't get goals if he played as, if he played as a two, or even if we played a four, two, three, one, and then that, that three kind of attacking midfield sent. If you played Dennis, in that role or a spree, you get to join up with them more and get to create a two a lot more. We saw a bit of that today. Where are we? Brian Edwards says we are mid-table fodder. Yes, fine. Paul Fiander Turner says, don't be fooled, fans, going after Val with what he has to prepare for is just giving Gino breathing space for the absolute abdication of responsibility as our club's owner. The silence under investment, signings, forward plans is an embarrassment. Andrew Argent, hello, Andrew, says Kiefer Moore scored two on his debut for Ipshit. Yes, very good. And I, I spotted the typo there. I suggest that may have been deliberate. Well done, Andrew. Well done. Indeed. Paul Fiander Turner says Rob Edwards, every week it burns more and more, doesn't it? Another Gino wonder fuck up. Can we just stop talking about that lot up the road? Andy D says Potso out. Uh, Paul Fiander Turner says, nice to see the stewards all kitted out nicely today. Shame they let a smoke flare in in the away end, though. Maybe it was snuck in there by a sweet old Cardiff pensioner with a flask or a small child. Those are your typical pyrotechnic mules, I'm led to believe. And Evan says Ivan Tony was banned for eight months, never kicked a ball. But Dennis, you have to wait and be patient until you're up to speed or you will ch- or we will chuck you on when it's looking desperate laughable management says Ant Paul's back again says wretched pair of stenches quote of the year Paul Fiander Turner right here we go he has given us let's have a look one two three four five six six topics and a comment are we ready Livermore too many games in a row needs a breather check Kone only came alive in the last 20 again I think because he played a bit deeper and it gave him more space to push into. If he's already up front, where's he run into? Dave should not have gone off. Lewis should not have started. Aspria in the middle looked good. Cardiff totally did us again. Yeah, well, when we were speaking to Ben, we did say Watford Cardiff is a weird one because we all have, we both have habits of turning up at the opposition's gaff and basically just kind of pissing off the home fans. If we could reverse that, there'd be a lot more enjoyment all round. But hey-ho, I'm sure Ben's not worried about that today. Louis Tashira says, a terrible first half, much better second half after the changes. Can't fault the effort, just lacking quality, exactly why we needed players in the window. Hampshire Hornet, get used to this type of performance. We're not going up and we're not going down and the owner has lost interest. Where's the motivation for the players? As I said earlier on, if the club don't show ambition... It's only reasonable sometimes that the players go, well, why should we? George Tomlin, we got we got to talk to or try to. Wendover Horn touched my front button, he says. 
Oh, no, touch my front bottom. That's even worse. Nelly O'Connor says, early slot, please. Got you. We got you in there. Jesse Hornet, Shaq Ford scored two today. Mark Calder says, Aspria through the middle looked really good. Dennis is close to full fitness and looks scary. A goal scorer is so needed. Livermore always seems to be unsung, but he brings a much-needed composed head to the team, I think, absolutely. Matty Pollock, League One Standard, says Peter Thorpe. Jesse Hornet, what was wrong with the pitch today, Val? <laughs> there, yeah, now this is true. There was nothing wrong with that pitch today. Right, are we ready for a bit of widdly-widdly music for, for Watford Limericks? I'll try and do my best with this one, people, as my best is staggeringly bad. I was hoping so much for more. Watching that game was a chore. The evidence was their deficiencies laid bare. We need someone who can score. Now, he's forced that into four words, is Watford Limericks. And I could be a bluff old traditionalist, but I'm sure Limericks are supposed to have five, 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 five lines. But there we go. William Wonga, what a great call. Guy, a fan with a clear view on the shit show that is going on. Guy, you have yet another one of these. Hold on, there you go. That's one from William. There you go from Mr. William Wonga. Snowboy says, we can't hear you. I'm sorry if that was me. Do apologise. No sound from our end. Okay, yeah, no. We had a little moment where I seemed to dip out and Justin came in and held the fort as he did. So there we go. 1-0 to Cardiff. Decent goal from them in terms of the finish, but the defending for it was, shall we say, pretty non-existent. Very frustrating. Very frustrating all round. First half didn't really work. Was there an adjustment at the end that might give us something tactically of going three in behind the uh, the front man and then having Kone in this particular instance drop alongside Livermore, first of all, and then he bought on Delhi Bashiru, which kind of gave us something. It was trying to do something there, but it was a day and night of frustrations. And in a week that has seen, obviously, a nil at Sheffield Wednesday and a transfer window that has been less than satisfying, shall we say, and I think that's a, that's an understatement, if ever there was one, that, you know, here we are. It's one of those things. What's the rest of the season going to look like? How is it going to be looking on Tuesday? We will not be doing an opposition view for the Cup games, obviously, because things like replays happen, etc. But tomorrow we will be, sorry, Monday, we should be talking to, to Leicester. So look out for our, our, our opposition preview this uh, this week, etc. And we will be back after. We will come on and just have a quick chat, because especially if we're seeing some uh, under-23s played, I'm not sure if everybody's going to be able to watch it because it's an FA Cup game, so sometimes that's difficult. So we will see... It might be a short one on, on Tuesday late evening after Southampton, but we will see, we will see, we will see. Anyway, guys, have a lovely rest of the weekend. And uh, yeah, 1-0. Shame, not great. Come on, you horns, anyway. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Support comes from ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. You've heard the hype around AI. The truth is... AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow is the platform that puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity for your developers, providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier, all built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. 
Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people to learn more. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.